Welcome to Cryptobiography. I'm your host, Brandon Starr. This is episode 323 of Cryptobiography, and it's part one of a new story called Tomorrow. And here we go. You want to go to the stone water house, Al? Betty asked her little brother, Albert. Albert, who was nine and only sometimes in the mood to do what his 12-year-old sister wished, thought about it. Then he said, sure. We're going to the stone water house, Mom, Betty called out. Their mom was doing some chore time, making some work gloves from the town's leather. She was good at it, and no one could make better. Keep your shoes on, their mother hollered back. We will, Betty called, and they were already hustling towards the waterfront. They were walking through one of the main neighborhoods. The houses were mostly occupied, and all were maintained. Betty could see three adults working on the roof of one of the houses as they passed it. The kids waved, and the adults waved back. This might have been chore time for some of them, but likely it was just their regular life's work. But he was still learning all the little ins and outs of the adult world, and saw it from an outsider's perspective. She still helped when the family asked her to aid in chores which were appropriate for her age, as did Albert. Betty hoped to study biology and farming, or at least that was her interest for the last few months. It had changed, as it will at that young age. Regardless, it was her interest now, and she looked closely as they passed multiple gardens in front of nearly all the houses. Even the unoccupied houses mostly had gardens, which were maintained by adults who made farming or gardening their life's work. Though the gardens were mostly fruits and vegetables, most people found places to add plants that were there primarily or exclusively for aesthetic reasons. Betty could tell the unoccupied houses, as anyone could, because the gardens were exclusively devoted to food growth and also had much more corn and sometimes even wheat. Still, she found these yards beautiful anyway. They continued down to one of the only parks in the town, which not only had open spaces, but some of the only maintained grass. None of the houses had any. If someone wanted to throw a ball around, or exercise, or play some other outdoor game, the park was close by and maintained as well as possible. There were no motorized lawnmowers. Once the fuel had become scarce, the push mowers had been gathered and maintained by those whose life's work was doing mechanics and machining. It took a fair bit of effort to keep the grass cut in the parks with push mowers, so it was a common chore item. However, there were a few people who chose life's work of such simple but useful activities. This was another reason private lawns were nearly absent from the various yards. Most people, as Betty knew, thought of private lawns as a rather ugly ugly luxury, not actually necessary since there was a public lawn nearby and using valuable garden space. They wandered through the park, enjoying the grass, even through their shoes, and looked around and waved at various kids they knew. The park was flat for a while, and that was where the soccer and other sporting areas were, then it started sloping towards the water, very gently. There were some trees at the edge of the park, which kept the bay from being visible, mostly. Occasional glints of water could be seen through the branches. Then, once they were at the tree line, they could see the bay. It was not too large, but very shallow, with the water usually only a couple of feet deep at most at high tide, like now. 
The waves were very gentle. At low tide, it was damp with only small pools of standing water. The bay was also very flat, as the place had been made so before it had become a bay. Most of the houses, uh, made of wood and drywall, had long since succumbed to the water, shallow though it was. They were barely heaps in the water. Still, the two kids avoided them, as they had rusty nails and other stepping hazards, though they wore their shoes. Tetanus was no joke, and only the very oldest among them had ever had a vaccination against it. They walked along the old roads, which were mostly still clear, scrubbed with every ebbing of the tide. They enjoyed seeing the little starfish and other creatures by their feet as they walked towards the old stone house. One of the houses, for some strangely reason long lost, had been made of stone and mortar, thick and well made. Because of that, and because it had a similarly strongly built stone garden wall on what had been the seaward side, it still stood, along with part of its garden wall. Anything of real interest had long been taken away by nature or by people, but the house had more recently been checked out by the adults and any dangerous, sharp, or loose objects removed. They knew that the house would be interesting to young children. It still stank of the sea, and, to a degree, of rotten wood and other objects reclaimed by the ocean. But it drew the children of the town there regularly, and Betty and Albert foremost. They loved going there, walking up to the relatively untouched second floor, and looking out at the ocean and back at the town, think of the people who had built it, and lived in it, and loved in it, and had families in it, and had a town all around their strange stone house, which was now gone, claimed by a hungry and growing sea. Sometimes they pretended the house was just a house, and they were kids, or even adults, living in it. Sometimes they pretended they were knights or nobles living in a stone castle, looking out at their lands, or seeing the waves slowly rolling in and pretending they were attacking armies. But whatever they imagined, the stone water house was their favorite place in the world. Today they pretended they were just regular people, adults who lived in the house, at the time when the water first came. The water was already as high as it was going to get, but the waves still came in, and they pretended that the waters were just now breaking down the houses all around them and pushing down part of the garden wall. They yelled and ran around the second floor and loved every moment of it. On some level, they knew that something much like they were play-acting had actually happened here some decades ago. But it didn't feel real to them. The water sloshed around the house with the soft slapping noises as the low waves rolled in and out, and they enjoyed every moment. They'd probably been there for two hours, and the sun was going down behind them back towards home. Betty said, We better get back home. The tide was going out, and though the water wasn't deep enough to really pull them out to sea, it was difficult to walk against at the time when the water really started sprinting towards open ocean. They were still on the upper story, and were going to make their way downstairs and then to home. She took one more look out towards the ocean and saw something strange. There was a boat, or small ship, out near where the flat, shallow bay met the deeper water. It seemed to have run ashore on the bay. It wasn't moving except in a strange flip-flopping sort of way. Betty was concerned for the people on the boat. Usually their town's fishermen had no such troubles and knew to stay in the deeper waters. Part of her wanted to help, but the old stone water house was as far out as they were allowed to go. It was dangerous, especially now that the water was starting to rush out. Let's hurry, Albert, 
She said, there's a boat stuck out there. We should go tell someone. Plus the water's receding and it's going to be a pain to walk out of here. It was. They had taken too long and while they were in no danger, as long as they didn't tire and had each other, the water pushed hard on their legs. They found it easiest to raise their legs out of the water before spearing down in front of them into the knee-deep water rushing against them. The water slowly got shallower and easier to walk against, and then they were exiting the water and heading back towards the park. They looked for an adult. They knew nearly everyone, and the very first adult they saw, they, they named. John! John Travers's life work was working on the public park, and he was pushing one of the rusty but smoothly working mowers. They described the situation to John, and he parked the mower against a tree trunk so it wouldn't go anywhere, and then went back through the trees to take a look. But with the sun going down and the entire expanse of the bay between them and the grounded boat, it was hard to see anything. Still, John thought there might be something out there, and he led the kids to one of the nearby houses. The Wilsons have a pair of binoculars, he said. Soon, John Travers and Kelly Wilson and Betty and Albert all were going back out towards the bay. The sun was even lower now, but Kelly put the binoculars to her eyes and said, Yep, there's a boat out there. Looks like they got stuck pretty good. Extra good, since the water should be helping push them out to sea. Maybe they managed to get high-sided on a rock. Are the people okay? Betty asked. Hard to see them. I, I see movement, but I can't really see any detail, she said. She handed the binoculars to John, but he saw roughly what Kelly had. The two kids got a turn, and even though they had seen the boat from closer and with better light, they couldn't add anything to the story. Let's go report it, Kelly said. The harbor folks can find out if anyone's missing, or maybe if they should send a boat out there to help them. And that's the end of part one. I hope you're enjoying this story. Obviously, this is just the start of a longer story, and uh, yeah, so this is going to be the next uh, few weeks for sure, at least. I don't know exactly how long it'll be. I never do. And uh, thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or previous episodes, cryptobiography at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. And thanks for listening. Words of Music Copyright 2023, Cryptobiography LLC, all rights reserved. Characters and events are fictional, fictionalized, or satirical. <laughs>